Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This I'm Vivian L. Miller, and I'm here today with C.J. Jones. I call her Cheryl. Um, we have we have quite the um, subject to talk about today. We've I've talked about words in the past, but we're going to take it from a different angle entirely today. And both of us, I know, we have a lot of things that we can talk about as far as how life can change using the power of your words. I'm calling, we're calling this choose life and we need to choose life. That's what the word says. Hi, Cheryl. Good to have you with us. Hey, Vivian. It's good to be here once again. Yep. I am. I'm, I'm so glad we had this time together, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I was telling you that I had heard someone talk about this uh, recently and Deuteronomy 31 19 says i call heaven and earth to record this day against you i have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live Mm, that's good and i don't know that people understand that choosing life a lot of times is as simple as watching your words and speaking the desired end result instead of what you've been dealing with that is that is 100% true. I, I know for myself, I've had some challenges the last few days, and I, I don't speak them because it just brings more uh, strength to what the words you speak bring strength. They're, they're containers. And if you're using words that are working against you, those those containers contain those those negative words that work against you. And pretty soon that mountain builds and you have more opposition than you had to begin with simply because you gave life to those words that is true we have to be very careful about what we're speaking what we're putting out there mm-hmm. because it's in the it's in the atmosphere you know i remember years ago hearing somebody i won't mention which preacher it was but he said you know the the, the universe is still expanding so many light years every single day and it's because when god said let there be light. He never said stop it. Hmm. That is, yeah, that's true. That's good. And science has proven that the universe it continues to expand every single day. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we are made in the image of God. We are. Proverbs 18 um, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof we're the ones who choose how the day turns out how the week turns out how the month turns out how the year turns out and it's those words that we're not paying a lot of attention to that will have the most mm-hmm. damage because those words are ingrained in our spirit or we wouldn't be speaking them out of our mouth in the first place that's that's correct i mean we have to choose every morning you know what words we're going to speak and hopefully when you wake up in the morning you are speaking right words you're speaking words of power and abundance and love and and basically what you're doing you're saying what god would say Mm -hmm. about yourself about your day about your work it doesn't matter what it is what words are you speaking? Because you you are ultimately the creator of 
of your own world, your own universe, and this is what this is what you're going to end up with. So it's very, very important that we watch what we speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, too, the thing of it is, is that um, people are so used to using words for communication, but they're not understanding that words were made to create God created the the universe or the world with words. Yes, yes, he did. He spoke it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he brought the animals before Adam to see what you would name them. That's right. One of the things that that um, pastor was saying last week, which really struck me when I was listening to this, he said the military functions by command. When you're in the military. You don't have a you don't have a right to say you know I, I don't feel like getting up at five o'clock to go do PT. I, I'm I'm tired. I'm just going to stay in bed because <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. Right. It's it's by command. He said, but kings function by decree. Yes, they do. And we are kings and priests unto our God, is what it says in the Word. That's right. You know the Word tells. Thing. Uh-huh. It will be established just, under you. That you were, is that was were, coming next, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I was just turning to it when you said that. It's absolutely right. It's in Job twenty two twenty eight. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will sh- shall shine upon your ways. That's right. I mean, we have to take that very seriously and understand. We decree something. What is a decree? It's an order. Mm-hmm. So we're giving an order. And the universe doesn't have the right to say, mm, you know what? I don't want to follow that, Cheryl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's not met. It's not made that way. It's made to follow your words. And the exactly. Good, the good news is when we're speaking according to the the way God sees things, when we're speaking in alignment with His Word, the angels of heaven are on our are working on our behalf. That's those, right. Those angels are, are ministering spirits sent to minister for those who inherit salvation. So they're working on our behalf. And it says in Psalm 103.20 that they hearken to the voice of the word. Well, the only way the word has a voice is if I say it or you say it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I know I've heard some Christians who have been taught incorrectly. So you can't you can't order God around. That's not what that's not what you're doing. You're agreeing with God. You know the, yes, the word. It says in Matthew, uh, the ma- with the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm in agreement, he's one and I'm two. That's right. If I say the wrong thing, the enemy is one and I'm two. That's right. <laughs> and either way, it's not. It's going to go the way that I'm. Whatever way I'm the deciding factor, I'm the deciding vote. That is true. That works against me. It's going to go. The enemy's more than happy to um, to back up something that I say that's negative. Oh, he's just waiting. He's waiting, and he will send people across your path. If you wake up with a with a backache, 
and you're trying really hard to not say anything other than by his stripes I'm healed, he will send people across your path to say, you know, you don't really look that good today. Are you okay? That's exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for that moment mm-hmm. to get to get your your words to get you to agree with with you know oh yes I, you're right I do feel bad mm-hmm. you know so if he can do that then that can he can he can mess up your whole day he can mess up your whole week your yes, whole month can. so your whole life he can get your whole the, life your whole life going the wrong direction and. He doesn't care. He just wants you out of the way. He doesn't care whether you're, you know, what you believe. He just wants you opposing him. You know, that's 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 the whole point of the books that I've written and the books that I'm working on is understanding how he operates because people have been so deceived. They don't see him. They can't see him. They can't taste him, touch him, smell him. And he's influencing their thoughts constantly. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know how to cast down imaginations like it says in 2 Corinthians 10. So they just take those thoughts in, take those thoughts in, take those thoughts in. And and then they eventually speak whatever they've been thinking about. If they've been dwelling on it, they end up speaking it. Right. And right. once they do that, it, puts, it, it brings life to it. That's true. You know, and, and the word does say that the devil is prowling, prowling around. He's a prowler, mm-hmm. you know, and he's looking for someone. He's seeking one that he may devour. Right. I made up my mind a long time ago. He's, I, he, he's not devouring me. He may not devour me, but I. But you have to be vigilant. Exactly. Exactly. We can't just be lax and think that he's not going to bother us or think that he's not bothering us you know if we take a look around you know sometimes it's it's very subtle and we don't really recognize exactly i mean he works sometimes often subtly i mean sometimes it's, it's blatantly obvious but other times it really isn't and that's how he manages to get get a, a foot in the door mm-hmm. because he's he's very subtle in a lot of what he does that's what it says in genesis when the woman was deceived. It says he was more subtle than all the beasts in the earth. That's right. In Matthew 6, it says, verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying. And then it goes on to say, What shall we eat? Should we drink? Wherewithal should we be clothed? But the initial part of that verse is the important part as far as I'm concerned because it says, Therefore, take no thought saying. Once you say it, you've given life to it. Once you say it, you've accepted it as truth or you wouldn't say it. Exactly. You take a thought by saying. And that's why we are to take every thought captive. Correct. We have to take every thought captive, therefore, you know, so that's, we, we want it to line up with the Word of God. We want our, our thoughts, our words, everything to line up with the Word and to be in agreement with the Word. Right? Yeah, and it does, and it, you know, if you say, if I say something that works against me long enough, I will begin to act in accordance with what I'm saying. 
Yes. Yeah. And that's faith, another important thing. And faith without works is dead. Well, if it's faith going in the wrong direction, and it's and it's you're you're operating and functioning and acting upon something that goes in the wrong direction, that's putting life to it as well. Because now that, it's no longer dead. That's right. Now you're acting on it. That's right. You're putting life to it. That's right. That's why we have to be so careful. And I, I, I really want more people to really wrap their heads around this. You know, that that whether you, you're speaking life or you're speaking death, you know, you're going to get what you speak. And, and the enemy is not is wise enough to know. Or sm- I shouldn't say wise, cagey enough to know mm-hmm. that if you were to say my feet are killing me, with and believe it you know you're that's if you say it and believe it it'll come to pass well he's cagey enough to know that if if he was to kill the person who said that the first time they said it mm-hmm. people eventually would make a connection if every right. time somebody said my my feet are killing me and they drop dead after a few people dropping dead somebody would make a connection so it well, doesn't you would, work that fast yeah yeah, you would think that people would make that connection, but unfortunately, too many don't. They don't and, because it doesn't happen immediately. <laughs> right, exactly. You, you exactly. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the he purposely doesn't act on it until it's been quite a while, you know, years mm-hmm. of somebody saying something like that. You know, and it, I remember the scientific stuff I've listened to at times where they talk about how the body will actually respond when somebody begins to talk about weakness or sickness or pain or, you know, um, any kind of disability. When they start talking about it a lot, Mm -hmm. their their muscles will actually start contracting. Everything will start breaking down. Right. Right. That that does happen. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about this. You there? Cheryl? Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Talking about that with somebody. No, that was just a, I don't know what that was. It was a blurb. Having this conversation the other day about you know the the way that things are going in their life right now Mm -hmm. and i'm like well what what are you saying how are you speaking what are what words are you using you know when you're talking about this particular situation that you're dealing with and i'm like that matters you have to speak you know positively over that situation you know here's the thing is that the jesus always spoke the end result right Right. so and that's something that i'm really trying to get across to this individual is that we we have to do what jesus did we have to speak the end result and if you don't know how to say still be this i used to do it when i first learned this i used to do it quite a bit i still do it but not as often but I would, I would stop and just interrupt myself and not say anything. And, and then in my spirit say, Lord, how do I say this to work in my behalf? Because I know what I want to say, but I can't say that because it's 
going to counterman my faith. And the Holy right. Spirit will give you the words. Right. He'll show you what the how to save a desired end result. Exactly. But most of us don't want to be interrupted by the, by anything when we're talking. You know, you have to ask the whole. If you ask the Holy Spirit to interrupt you before you say something that's going to work against you, and give him permission to interrupt, he will. But he's a gentleman, so if you don't ask him to, he won't. It's true. That it's is true. Made, it's made my life so much easier since I did that years ago. I tell him before it, it, I want you. To, you have my permission to interrupt me if I begin to operate in this particular thing. I was having a lot of trouble with criticism, accusation, condemnation for a while, and I said, "Holy Spirit, before I even say it, I want you to stop me." And you have my permission to interrupt my thoughts, my words, whatever I'm doing. Stop me, because I don't want this to come out of my mouth. Oh, that's good. I, I mean, it takes practice. You have to be able to be willing to shut up when he tells you shut up. You know? <laughs> That's true. But that it, is true. But it, it makes life so much easier because the book of James talks about no man can tame the tongue. Well, you can't do it in your flesh, but you can with the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit will always help you if you ask. Yes, he will. And that's very important to, to remember is that whenever we're having those moments of uncertainty, the Holy Spirit is always there to lead, guide, direct, you know, to help Correct. us. Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And he will do that. He definitely he will. will. I had someone today when I was earlier today when I was at work. I had someone who was, the every word out of her mouth was, I can't, but I don't know anything about this. I can't, I don't know technology. I don't know how to do that. I said, I can walk you through it. If you tell me what, you know, what you, what kind of phone you have, I can help you. And she ended up hanging up. She was so frustrated. She couldn't do it. Oh. And I thought to myself, you know, she told me how old she was. Uh-huh. In the natural, she wasn't that much older than I am. I thought to myself, sweetie, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can't convince when somebody's made they've made a built a fortress with their own words against themselves, you cannot convince them that the fortress is not there. Because they've already decided it is. Yeah. They've built it with their own words. That's true. We do do that. Yeah, we all do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it takes it takes revelation knowledge from the Holy Ghost to know. Wait a minute! I don't have to think that way. That's not helping me. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, Matthew fifteen thirteen says, but uh, and this is Jesus talking. But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. And I was listening to somebody talking about the power of their words and they were saying, well, I just say, I, I cancel that in the name of Jesus. Well, yeah, but there's the word right there to tell you what to do. Every plant which my heavenly father has, has not planted shall be rooted up. Right. And that's a power picture. 
It is. I can't tell you how many times I've had to use that over the years. I have no idea how many times I've used it. <laughs> I was just using that today, actually. We'll see. And the thing of it is, is that we never outgrow it. We never get past that. Right. And it never, the, it, it never loses its power either. No. It doesn't, it doesn't decline in power at all. No, it's not, it's not like it's on some kind of a um, momentum and then it loses momentum and quits. It doesn't work that way. That's right. So yeah, I would like to see every, everybody I know that's a believer use their words wisely. I cringe. I know you do too. You get around certain people and you cringe when they start talking because they're going to say things that are working against them. And you're not in a position or you don't have the freedom to say to them, is that really what you want? That's that is true. And what's what's I can't what's kind of amazing to me, I guess, is that you know the the word is full of scripture that tells us, you know, about using our words, about speaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how could, how do they not, how do they not see those scriptures, and how yeah. do they not understand what they mean? You know, well, well, exactly. When I see, when I see, remember the story of the the woman with her son, her son had died, and the prophet said, "What's what?" She came to the prophet and said, "I need your help." He said, "Well, what's going on?" And she says, "It is well." She said, "Shalom," which means it's peace, it's well, everything's old. And he asked her several times, you know, what, what, what's going on? And she said, it is well, or shalom. And her son, he figured out by the Holy Spirit what was going on, and her, her son was raised up. Not once did she say, he's dead. Right. And David was Goliath. He told Goliath five times. Today, God's going to give me the victory. He's going to take, he's going to make you the, um, I forgot how he said it exactly, but it was, he used, he used words from the curse actually against Goliath. That struck me one time when I was studying it out because the curse talks about going, being food for the fowls of the air. And, um, that's what David said to, said to Goliath after he'd said several times, God's going to you know, put you into my hands today. Um, he said, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be food for the fowls of the air. He used the the, the very cur the the curse in Deuteronomy 28. He used that that scripture against him. Right. I'm looking to see real fast if I can find exactly where he said that. This is a fairly new Bible to me, so it isn't marked up yet. Um, uh, in 1 Samuel 17 45 it says then said David to the Philistine you come up with me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of, of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day will the Lord deliver you into my hand and I will smite you and take your head from you, and I will give the carcass, uh, carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day 
unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. That comes out of, that's in the actual curse of the law in Deuteronomy 28. And all the earth may know, will, may know that there is a God in Israel. That's directly from the curse. Right. And I, I read it a number of times before I realized and connected it with Deuteronomy 28 and the curses. Right. So even David used that, used the principle of words, the power of his words. He decreed it. And it struck me as I, when I was studying this out years ago, it struck me that the, when David actually slung that stone, he hit Goliath in the hurt himself, he had taken his helmet off. Because if his helmet was still on, David slinging the rock into his forehead, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have hit his forehead. That's right. That's right. It probably would have bounced right off and not, not mm -hmm. done an Anything. ounce of harm. Right. Right. But Goliath was so sure he was going to win because of the size of him versus the size of David that he took his, his helmet off. So, you know, it's, and it was because of David saying over and over again, I'm going, today God is going to, I, I delivered the lion and the bear, my sheep from the lion and the bear, and today God's going to deliver you into my hands. Amen. So it's, you know, it's really, I kept thinking, I keep thinking about what was said when I heard that preaching about this last week, that kings function by decree. Is It, it is up to, de up to us to decree what God said over the situation. That's right. And expect God to do what he said he would do. Because his word cannot return void. That's right. It doesn't. It accomplishes what what, what we send it, it for. Yeah. That's right. Exactly right. But we have to send it. That's right. You ever leave your Bible open on a table and wait for it to speak? <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting a long time. Yeah, you will. <laughs> well. Good word. Yeah, I think we'll leave it for here for now. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for thank you, Cheryl, for being a part of this. Thank you for joining us, those that are listening. I, I really hope that you begin to use your words on purpose because it is the only way we're going to see victory in this time that we're living in. It is absolutely the only way. And although I'm not here to sell books. I have six books on Amazon. One of them is on Barnes & Noble as well. And if you look under Vivian L. Miller, all of my books deal with how to stand against the enemy, use your spiritual weapons, and win. That's what it's all about. There's no point in doing anything unless you're going to have some victory. Amen. So thank you for joining us. Be, be encouraged. Walk in victory. Walk in faith and defeat the darkness.